Hey guys, it's me, your host, Devin. And I am Devin's mom, Ashley. How you doing, mom? Whoo, buddy, I am exhausted. I started working again after not being employed technically since March due to COVID. So yeah, it, it's interesting. Yeah, it's August 12th now. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been working for a few weeks now. I work from home. Yay! How do you feel about me working from home? I don't like it. What do you mean you don't like it? Because we gotta be quiet all the time while you're working. You work all day. So it's like a whole day of just not talking at all. Well, how are you spending your day since you're not talking at all? I watch anime. You watch anime? You're supposed to be getting ready to go back to school. And I watch anime. Okay, come closer. Make sure you're you're in the mic. Um, you're supposed to be preparing to get ready to go back to school. Um, school's gonna be coming up soon. You ready? I prepared a little bit, I guess. What's a I little? I go to sleep bit? early. I don't wake up early, but I go to sleep early. You, you. Well, I don't. I don't know about. You're definitely going to sleep earlier than what you've been doing. I used to wake. I go to sleep around like twelve or something. Yeah, in the middle of the night. Yeah. Now we need to get back into a routine and start scheduling stuff. You know, things like that. So, so we have not really been recording. Um, which we have to get back into that. We have to get Wasn't back. Was the last one recorded like last week? We we did record last week, but at one point we were recording on a weekly basis. We need to get back into that. It's been hard though recording. You guys have been gone. Um, I haven't really seen you much over the summer. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be home? It's weird because I feel like every place we go, there's like different rules. So like I'll end up going to someone's house, let's say my dad's house. Mm-hmm. And like I'll use the same rules as my cousin that I just went with. And he's like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. You can chill out. Well, everybody does have different rules. Different rules. He, my dad has different rules. My cousin has different rules. So yeah. it's kind of like weird. And then I have to come back here and then I'm like, I don't remember what to do because I've been following rules for over a month. Oh, my goodness. When you went in that kitchen the one night, it was in the middle of the night, and you're making popcorn. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was so hot. It was 12. It, whatever it was, it was after kitchen hours, and I was hot. I was pissed off. Like, are you really up right now in the kitchen making food? I couldn't fall asleep. But then you left the kitchen a mess. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes whenever I do, like, make midnight snacks, I like to do it in the morning because whenever I do eat in the midnight, what it does is it, that, that I don't eat because I'm hungry. I usually eat because like I have no, not that I'm bored, but you know how sometimes people will eat and it makes them tired. I don't know why, but when I eat like in the middle of the night, it'll make me tired. Yeah, you know what's happening? It's slowing down your metabolism, and that's not something you want to do. You don't want to get in the habit of eating in the middle of the night. Because what ends up happening is you lay down, you go to sleep, and then everything that you ate, like I said, it slows down your metabolism, and then it just sits there. So that's not something we should be doing. We need to get out of the habit of having midnight snacks. Um, Yeah, again, not something we should be doing. So let's get into it. Um, We need to kind of get back into like how we healed our relationship and how we got to where we are now. Because at one point, you and I sat across from each other, and we would not speak to one another. Yeah, they were, like, as close as we are now, and we just eat. Right. And, you know, you call me for every little thing. I mean, you had a couple of incidents while you were gone, and the first thing you were doing is you were either calling me or you were texting me, like, Mom, 
How, how do I handle this? What do I do? What do I say? How do I respond to this? So how did we get from where we were to where we didn't speak to now you feel comfortable coming to me with your problems? Time. It took time? Yes, it took, it took a lot of time. Like, I don't know how long it took, but like it took a minute for us to get how we are. Like, I don't think it was just because we're like trying to work out the problems. But, like, you won't just wake up the next morning and be, like, the best of friends or anything like that. So it took time to, like, adjust to that. It, it definitely is a process. Um, definitely is a process. And it's a process on both ends. And it, it's something that we had to come together. I mean, like I said, there was a point in time where we just did not speak to one another. I mean, the house was full of tension. And it would be awkward whenever we had, like, guests or stuff. Because I'd always be in my room and then somebody would call me down just like, yeah. So other than time and other than process, what do you think helped with our relationship to where we are now? I think therapy. Or what was it? I don't, I don't counseling. Know you went to counseling. Yeah. yeah. You had an amazing counselor. Um, what was his name? Was it a well, he or she? It was a she. Her name. <laughs> it was a she. I think you went through a couple of counselors before yeah. you got to one that you... Um, Miss oh, Tasha. Yes. Miss Tasha. You finally... So what was it about Miss Tasha that you like? Because out of all the counselors that you had, Miss Tasha was the only one. She that had siblings. She had siblings? Yeah. So she was aware of like half this stuff that would be going on that nobody else would be aware of, aware of who didn't have siblings. Like what? Uh, Pretty much stuff like, I guess if the sibling like says something to the mom, but the other kid doesn't really like to say things. She would like understand because she wasn't one of the kids that liked to tell all the time. Okay, so she was relatable. Yeah. You were able to relate to her on something. I think you have, you guys had a deeper connection than that, to be honest with you. I mean, and that's just me looking in, you know, with the conversations that you had and then the conversations that I had with Natasha. What I will say is, um, even for me, when I talked to her, there were just so many times she was really great because there were so many times I've been it in Natasha because I, I had no choice, I had nobody else I could turn to. Um, also, some of the other counselors, they, like, I don't know why. They just, like, treated me like I was weird. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they didn't treat me like I was an actual human being. They treated me like I was, like, a test subject or something like that. Well, well I wouldn't say they treated me like that, but that's how it, like, kind of came off. It probably came off because you weren't able to connect to them. And I, I think I think that's what the real issue was. There was a connection issue, and I think... Miss Tasha, she made it so where you could connect to her. Um, and she was very sweet. I absolutely adored her. I, I liked her a lot. Um, what else? What are some other things? Like when there, when we weren't able to talk, what were you going through? What were you feeling when we weren't able to have open conversation? Honestly, I just felt like that I didn't want to be there. Like, I don't know, maybe it could have been, like, the bad energy in the house, but every time I would have to come back to the house, I would, just, like, be so upset. And my mood would just go, like, to happy to, like, why am I here automatically as soon as I sit through the front door. Right. And you know what? Coming from both ends, I had pretty much the same feelings, right? I Like, I felt like I was doing everything that I could but I felt like we weren't getting anywhere. I feel like at that time we had a lot of interference. We had a lot of people interfering in our relationship and what we had going on. Um, 
we had from my and from my perspective, I felt like there was a lot of people that were undermining me and they were making it difficult for us to have the relationship that we needed to have as mother and son. Because, you know, I, I'm a young mother. I was very young when I had you. I mean, we're talking about right before I turned 20. And for some reason, that older generation, they just think that we don't know what it is that we're doing. We, and there are a lot of times that I will tell you, you know, I'm, I'm winging this. You know, parenthood was something that needs to be taught. And it was not something that I was taught. Um, but there were a lot of people that were interfering in the relationship that we had. There were a lot of people that were undermining me. And I feel like it was making it difficult because a lot of those people you were running back to. Huh? Yeah, you were running back to them and you were talking to them. And I feel like they were giving you bad advice. I feel like they were putting things in your head that shouldn't have been there. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I picked you guys up and we moved. We, we moved and, you know, we moved states and we moved somewhere else to where we were around like-minded people that understood us and understood what we were going through. And a lot of times in the very beginning, it was very frustrating for you because you would go back and you would try to do the, the little things that you did with the other people, the other family members. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times their response is, what did your mom say? Right. How did you, how did that make you feel going from? Honestly, I don't even know. Cause I don't, I don't really remember to be honest. You don't remember. Okay. Well, I mean, you were young and you're 15 now and it, it took a lot of work. And what I will say is when it comes to raising a child, it takes a village. It, it definitely takes a village. And I was like so hell bent on trying to prove to you that I didn't want to give up on you, that you were my son, that I'm trying to do everything for you. What are some other things that you think we, that we worked on to get to the point where we are now? Like, why don't you tell me how you were feeling throughout all of this, like through this whole process from not being able to talk to now you call me for every little thing. Honestly, like back to the running back to every family member, I felt like I wanted to stay with them. Right. Because I felt like at the time they kind of understood where I was coming from. Right. And you felt like I, I didn't understand. Yeah. Right. So what made that change then? Because... Now, like I said, you come to me for everything. Where where did the change happen? I don't know. Like I said, it, it takes time. So it could have been like somewhere through the time. I don't, honestly don't know exactly. Right. Because like those same people, now that you're with them, you know, you kind of like, okay, I'm ready to go home now. Yeah. 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 You, you definitely were like that over the last month. I think at one point you called me. You're like, when are you coming to get me? What am I coming home? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now we live kind of like in a house full of peace. Um, for the most part, you know, we have our moments, but we live in a house full of peace. We don't, um, I mean, our house used to be chaotic. It used to be so chaotic. I mean, the yelling and the screaming, and it was coming from all ends. It, it wasn't just like it was just you or it was just your sister. It was me too. And it took a lot. It, it took a lot of healing. What was your healing process? What was that like? Could you put the question like rephrase it? Yeah. Rephrase the question. Okay. So I don't know how to rephrase it other than saying what was your healing process? We know that you went to therapy, mm -hmm. right? What else did you do? 
anything that stands out as far as what you did, what we did, what I did individually together. Honestly, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's fine if you don't know. I get it. Um, anything else that you want to touch on as far as this goes? Like, what would be your advice to other kids that are like you? What, what would you tell kids that are like you? Like, how to handle not being able to talk to their parents? I guess, like, no matter how mad you are, just try to understand both sides, I guess, like the parent side or your guardian or whoever you're mad at and just try to understand where they're coming from. Like try to put yourself in their shoes. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, like I said, just try to understand like what they're doing, you know, like if they're trying to actually make it better. Right. Did you see like, when we were going through everything, did you see where I was trying? Uh, at the last part. What do you mean? Like, whenever we did start to sort of become, I don't know how to say it, closer. Yeah, whenever we did start to become closer, that's when I, try, that's when I understood more that you were trying to help things. Right. Yeah, because you, you have your moments where I tell you something and you would have to hear it like five times from other people before you realize like, wait a minute, my mom said the same thing to me. My mom already said this, right? So how do you feel now when you come to me with your issues? Do you feel like I listen to you? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you listen. Yeah. I listen more now than I did before? Yeah. Okay. Um. I feel like I listen more now too. And it took me, it took me stepping outside of myself and actually, like you said, putting myself into your shoes. You know, I was 15. I was never a 15 year old young man, but I was a 15 year old young lady at one point. And I really had to take myself out of who I am today, you know, because I've been through a lot and I was so hell bent on trying to prevent you from making the same mistakes that I made that I realized as much as I'm trying to prevent this from happening, I'm only forcing it more, right? Um, so it, it took me stepping back. Okay, he can't talk to me. Why can't he talk to me? Well, maybe it's me, right? And sometimes us as parents, we have to step back. We don't know everything. That's just the reality of it. I don't know everything. I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And there's times that I struggle and there's times that I have my own issues that I have to deal with, but it's not fair to you for me to give you half ass when I need to put forth all for, you know, all my all for you. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, what else? Any other thoughts, any other feelings that you were going through? I feel like I wish that like things could be better in the moment, but I wasn't putting anything into it to be better. Right. You weren't putting forth effort. Right. Yeah. Because you were just completely shutting down. You were completely shutting down. You had a wall up on every angle, but you had a wall up. So did I. Right. Um, there was a point in time where I'm like, I'm going to take you away from everybody. You're around too many women. You need to be around men. Well, we realized that, yes, you didn't need to be around men, but at the same time, that wasn't really helping either, right? Yeah. 
yeah, that, that wasn't helping. You, you were around both of your grandfathers, you were around your uncles and stuff like that, but you weren't really connecting with them. Were you? I mean, with the two uncles I was. Okay, so with two- Your two brothers. Your, yeah, two of your uncles you were able to connect with. Mm. You know, with Papa, you were able to connect with him a little bit up until the point where he had his stroke. Mm. Um, and he showed you a lot, he taught you a lot. Um, but you still had a guard up and you still had a wall up. And I, I think for that up until, I think it took him having his stroke for you to kind of see things differently. Am I right? Am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. I think, I think you're right. You think I'm right? Uh, okay. So yeah, it, it took that stroke for you to kind of, and I, I think that was the turning point for us too. Um, because then at that point we realized like life and death that it, it can be over in a matter of minutes. Um, and we were dealing with a, a lot at that time. Um, what else, anything else that stands out to you? Um, I feel like whatever me and you didn't get along as much, I was like waiting, like I was hoping that I would turn 18 fast enough so I could just leave and just like have a place where nobody knows where I am. Right. I think when we're teenagers, we all feel that way, mm -hmm. right? We, we all feel that way. Like, I can't wait till I turn 18. I'm going to leave. I'm never going to come back. Um, but what I can tell you is the day that you turn 18, it does not solve all of your issues. It does not solve everything. Um, and there was a point in time, I was, I was telling you that, like, bruh, when you turn 18, we're going to get you in the military and you got to go, right? I, I was saying that, but not realizing that that's what I was putting in your head at that time. Um, what I do want to say to you is when you do become 18, yes, at that point, technically you are an adult. But what I want to tell you is that you still need guidance. You, you still need guidance until you get to a point where you can handle things on your own. And it becomes very difficult because now you have all of this responsibility that comes to you. Um, and sometimes we don't know how to handle it. Or sometimes we think we can handle it. And, you know, I would tell you all the time, like, be a child. Be a child, be a teenager for as long as you can, as long as possible, because when you get out here in the real world, it's difficult and it's hard. And from the standpoint that I am now, I, I want you to understand that I'm always going to be here for you, no matter what. I don't care how bad we're arguing. I don't care if we're just not speaking to each other. I want you to understand that I'm always going to be there for you, no matter what, because when you get out into the world and you have nobody, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Um, and in a lot of ways, you and I are a lot alike. We, we are a lot more alike than we are different. Um, there's times where I know you feel alone in the world. I definitely am alone. You know, I have my own issues that I have to deal with and I don't have anybody. I don't have a support system. And as old as I am now, you know, the support system that I thought I had, it took me realizing that they really weren't there for me. You know what I mean? Um, with that being said, I want you to understand that no matter what, I'm always going to be mom. I'm always going to be there for you. Um, whether you want to talk to me, whether you want to vent, whether just whatever the case may be, I'm always going to be there. And 
I just need you to understand that because I don't have that relationship with either one of my parents. You know what I mean? I don't have that relationship with either one with any of my grandparents where if I feel like the world is against me that I know that they're there for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that was like one of the things that I always try to push with you guys, but I think I pushed too hard to a point where I created myself. I created the the wall. I created um, turmoil within us because I was like, I was pushing so hard, but not realizing I was pushing too much. You know what I mean? I think I know one person from your support system though. Grandma. Grandma, um, I'm gonna try not to cry. Grandma's an amazing support system. Grandma has always been there for me, you know, and it, it's always been a judgment-free zone with her. Um, and between Grandma and Auntie, you know, I, I was always able to call them, even to this day, as old as I am, and I could just say, you know, Ma, I just need somebody to talk to. I just need, I need to vent. I need to tell me, I need you to tell me where I'm right. I need you to tell me where I'm wrong. And one thing I will say about grandma is that she's always been honest with me, whether I liked it or not. You know what I mean? Her and Aunt T, whether I liked the answer, whether I didn't like the answer, um, she always kept it 100 with me, always. But it always came from a place of love. Yeah. And that's the relationship I wanted you and I to have. But like I said, I think I pushed too hard and in turn, me pushing, I think somewhere in there, the message got lost. So with that being said, with that being said, I just need you to know that I'm always going to be here for you, no matter what, no matter how old you are, whether we're getting along, whether we're, whether we're fighting, whatever the case may be, like, I'm always going to be here. I don't care if you and I are not speaking, like, if something pops off, I still want you to feel comfortable enough to come to me and talk to me and just like, mom, this is what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything else? Um, not really. I think we got through all of it. Okay. Oh, another thing. I feel like whatever me and you didn't get along, I feel like every time I heard my name being called, it was always for a bad thing. Right. Because at that time, it it felt like that, right? Yeah. It definitely felt like I was always getting on you. Like I never had anything nice to say. Um, and I think it was on both ends, right? Because it got to a point where I would get a call from your teachers or I would get a call from the principal and I'd be like, oh my God. Pretty much every day. I, I, it was not every day, but it was quite often. And I would just be like, what do you do this time? Right? And I feel like I was always expecting the worst out of you. Um, I feel like I was always expecting the worst out of you, but I didn't realize the kind of pressure that I was putting on you too. Because I was putting a lot of pressure on you. And you, you've said it several times that you felt like I was putting too much on you, right? Um, and I had to take a step back and had to realize the damage that I was causing because I was causing a lot of damage and didn't realize that that's what was going on. You just, you silent. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. Okay. 
what else? What are some positives that came out of this though? Like, what what do you think some positives are? I mean, the podcast. Like, if it was back before, like this would have never been a thing. Right. Right. I feel like the podcast is a positive. I feel like the relationship we have now is a po- uh, is a positive. Because, like I said, you know, now when you're just even when you're feeling down, you'll send me messages. Hey, mom, this is what's going on. How do I handle this? Right. And you were never able to do that before. But now you do. I mean, even now. And, you know, I'm not an affectionate person. I do work on it sometimes. But you'll just come in and you'll just like randomly hug me. And you didn't do that before. You do now. Now to a point where I'm like, please get off me. Please stop touching me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> stop touching me. Get out of my space. Um, and even now you'll be like, mom, can we watch a movie together? I feel like you enjoy being around me now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's take this to a light note. What else is going on? Nothing really. I mean, I need to make some friends. There's <laughs> you, no people around here. You're my bored. Age. Yes, you're bored. There's nobody around here my age. There's some twelve year olds, but there's nobody around my age. Right. Well, you you go to your friend's house and you hang out over there. I mean, you guys were there, but not this past weekend, but the weekend before last. You were there. Mm-hmm. And y'all were there for a couple of days. Weren't we there like? Oh, yeah. Y'all were there for a while. No. Are we talking about the same person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were there like last week. Well, not this past weekend because this past weekend you were with me. But the weekend before that. Because remember, you guys didn't come uh-huh. home until Wednesday. I feel like I was there like four days ago or something. Yeah. Y'all were over there a lot. Acting crazy. Um, but we do. We need to get you involved in some activities. Um, we definitely need to get some activities going on. I, I think it's really difficult when it comes to like the whole COVID situation because you really can't do any contact sports. Yeah. And There's nothing to do, honestly. No football and really no sports to be honest. Well, I think, I think they are going on, but it's very limited. Um, I know I was speaking to a mother yesterday that said she was out buying football stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely need to get back into doing different activities and meeting new people and stuff like that. But with this whole COVID thing, it just, it makes it really, really difficult. And then I don't want you guys leaving the house. Right. Um, You know, unless we're going somewhere like super trusted. Yeah. Yeah. People that I know that are clean and I don't have to worry about you guys coming back. You know, I don't want you guys getting sick because it scares me, you know, and, more of these um, cases, they keep popping up left and right, and people it, it people are sick. Yeah. Pe- people are really, really sick. Um, how's your mood today? Because you're just like kind of, eh. I don't know. I woke up, and I'm just like, I'm just not feeling it today. I can tell. It's very obvious you're not feeling it. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I just woke up like that. Yeah. I have those moments, too, where I'm just like, I'm not feeling this. I just... I want to go back to sleep and wake up feeling better. Yeah. Anything else? Not that really. We didn't have anything else on the agenda today. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to say to parents out there? Because um, you're usually talking to the teens, right? Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to the parents that 
have strained relationships with their teens. Try not to give up. Because like I said, with the kids, like try to understand the parent side. For parents, just try not to give up. Try to make it more easy for the teen to understand or for the kid to understand. Right. How do you think you would have felt if I would have gave up on you? Honestly, I don't know. Because I felt like before we did get closer, I felt like you did already give up on me. Because there'd be times where you act like you did because uh, you wanted me to like try to do better. Right. Like in school or something. Yeah. Um, and you would tell me you didn't care, but like you know that you actually did. Right. Well, I've always cared. Like I, I've always wanted you to excel in everything that you do, everything that you touch. Um, but the reality is I was pushing for you to excel in things that weren't for you. Right. And I wasn't putting forth the understanding that I needed to understand you as an individual what I want for you and what you want for you are two completely different things. And I need to understand as a parent that you're an individual and I might see things one way, you might see them as another, but we got to figure out how to come to common ground. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We literally have a few seconds left. It went by that fast. It went by that fast. Take us out. We got 30 seconds left. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening in. Make sure you subscribe. Um, tell your friends to subscribe. Make sure you share the podcast. Thank you so much for your time, guys. That wasn't necessary. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't.